Have you tried to start journaling before, but just found it boring as shit? Or maybe you sit down, your mind goes blank, and you have no idea what to write. Or maybe you hear all the benefits of meditation, but you just can't seem to zen out and switch your brain off. Introducing how to journal and meditate for the girl who sucks at journaling and meditating. I'm going to give you my tips and tricks for any beginner to finally make it feel natural, flow, and be consistent. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat podcast. I'm um, actually really looking forward to this topic today because I think it's really relatable for a lot of women out there who are trying to get into other journaling or meditating. And I'll be honest, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And that's why I'm a little bit laughing at this topic and the fact that I'm presenting on it or speaking on it because it's something that I felt was really difficult and I struggled to be consistent with for so long, right? I'll be honest, I get it because I feel like every time I'm consistent with journaling and meditating or both, I always feel 10 times better, but it's really hard to either get started or find what works for you or find a flow or any of those things. But I bet you also have heard people talk about like how beneficial it is and all the things that can come from it and like how it's so great for your mental health or like finding clarity on things or working through certain situations in your life or just going through some emotions that you're trying to process, etc. So we know that there's lots of benefits to it. Even think about like on a larger scale, monks and how they spend hours and hours and hours meditating in a day. It's like, surely there's going to be some, something behind this, right? So we know the benefits of journaling and meditating on like a surface level, but actually the nitty gritty of doing it and being consistent with it and how to approach it for each individual person can look a little bit different. So essentially that's what we're going to be jumping into today. (laughs) Journaling and meditating for the girl who sucks at it. I get it. I'm here. I'm here. I hear you. This is me. Sometimes this is me. Sometimes still, sometimes not, but let's go through it together. So I thought it'd be really interesting to give you, I guess, the insight on what works for me and how I managed to integrate it into my day and maybe take a little bit of the pressure off your shoulders if you're feeling like it has to be perfect. Journaling and meditating is not perfect in any sense of the word. It's like you you need to find what works for you and, and if you can be consistent with it and you can do something that feels natural and flows for you, then that's all that really matters. As long as you're reaping the benefits from journaling and meditating, then there is no right or wrong on how to do it, in my opinion. So I bet you're left thinking like, I know this is amazing. I know I should be doing it, but how, like, how do I get into it? So let's jump into it. We're going to start by talking about journaling first and foremost. And I've got a couple of tips here that I find really helpful. Like I said, some people think that it needs to be this grand thing. Like you need to sit down and write 10 pages of like beautiful flowing words and it doesn't need to be that way. So I want to take perfectionist perfectionism out of this and just let you know that whatever you do is correct. Whatever you do, however you do it, whatever you say inside of your journaling is correct. Um, one strategy that I use is I actually have a, I have two, to be honest, two different decks of cards 
they're like journaling prompts. So one of them is introspective. So things that you can reflect on about you and your life and how you're feeling about certain situations, etc. And this is an absolute game changer for me for someone that has, you know, potentially some emotions bubbling under the surface. And if you are someone that can't really pull them out or they kind of bubble for too long before they explode out of you, then maybe it's a good idea to start like pulling them out piece by piece by using these journaling prompts because you might find something that's going on inside of you that maybe you didn't necessarily knew was going on under the surface level. The other one I have is, and I've got it right next to me, I'm just looking at it. It is, I'll put the links to these in the show notes actually, so you can buy them if you want. It's got 140 journal prompts in here and they're broken up into four categories. One of them is disagreements, one of them is hindsights, one of them is decisions, and one of them is transitions. So it's essentially prompts around any and each of those topics. Or actually, it's color-coded, so I can tell you. Let's do one for, hmm, let's go decisions. I think that's a hard one sometimes when we don't know what to do. So you're getting a little live journal prompt reading here. This one says, what would make me the happiest? Let's go to another one. If you've got a decision that you're trying to make, what role is my ego playing in this decision? Or last one. What beliefs do I have that might be limiting me? Really interesting. Let's go to another one just real quick because I think these are fun. If we're looking at uh, disagreements, interesting. What lessons have I learned? Is what I'm saying relatable to them? What were the words that we used? What are some external stresses? So really, you can just reflect on a bunch of situations, those four different ones. Um, They're really great cards. I think they're super helpful. So if you're somebody that needs some journaling prompts, I think that can be really helpful. Um, Like I said, I'll link the two decks that I have in the show notes. And I think it's just, you know, so much easier for me to answer questions and go on a rant than to try and think of something myself. If I was just to sit down and journal and be like, okay, I'm going to write something. I probably have no freaking idea what I was going to write. So one of them is called the Introspect Journaling Deck and the other one is the Reframing Journaling Deck. Speaking of sitting down and just writing something, that's also a strategy. If you're someone that just wants to start by putting something down on paper, maybe there's not necessarily something that you want to talk about, you can go with a strategy called brain dumping. And this is literally just start writing anything that comes to mind. It could be what you had for breakfast, who you saw today, literally anything. And sometimes it's just the act of starting and not taking it too seriously that can really get the ball rolling. If you're someone that struggles with like perfectionist mentality when you go to journal and that has to be perfect and it has to be like some profound written paragraph or page or whatever, then maybe this is perfect for you because like you could just have some fun with it, something silly. And like I said, the act of starting and maybe being consistent with it, if you did that every single day, even if what you wrote was a load of junk, at least it's getting the ball rolling. At least it's you making time and space for it. And maybe in a few days, a week or a month, some other things might come to the surface when you go to sit down. You might actually have something that you really want to write down or something that you want to get out of your head. So brain dumping is definitely another strategy. The third one I've got here is writing three gratitudes every single day. Now, I understand that that's probably not necessarily journaling, but it is to an extent. Like I said, journaling doesn't have any right or wrong or rules or boundaries around how you have to do it. So if you sat down and wrote three gratitudes every day, that could then expand onto being a few sentences every day. 
Maybe those three gratitudes turn into like, I'm grateful for this because of this, 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 this is how it makes me feel, and this is why I love it, etc. So it could expand into a few sentences. And then maybe you could expand those two things, uh, sorry, those three things that went well today, and then you could add three things that you'd like to improve. So let's stick with the health and fitness uh, topic or area. Maybe three things you want to improve is that you haven't hit your step goal today, so I'd like to make sure that I'm hitting it for the rest of the week. Something really simple like that. Three things maybe you'd like to improve is not hitting the snooze on your alarm twice. Maybe you just hit it once. Or maybe you're going to make a better decision when it comes to getting home from work, you're stressed, you're frustrated. Instead of ordering Uber Eats like you did tonight, maybe tomorrow I'd like to improve by having some food already in the fridge, meal prepped. That's how I'm going to change. So you could go from writing three gratitudes to you know a few sentences about those three gratitudes, then expand it to three things that you did well today and three things you'd like to improve. Again, it's just starting small and building up over time. It's that repeated effort of making time to sit down and integrate it into your day so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So it doesn't sit in the back of your mind like, I need to sit down and journal. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to write? This feels too hard. So that's what we're trying to eliminate here by making it a really simple thing that you could do. Writing three things you're grateful for is not hard. And there's also loads of benefits to identifying things that you're grateful for other than the journaling aspect. So the next one, sorry, I just had a thought. There's a book I read called The Resilience Project. I don't know if any of you have heard that. The guy's name totally escapes me who's written it, but I'm sure if you Google that, you'll be able to find it. Um, He obviously talks about like the massive benefits of gratitude. Um, So if you're interested in that, go and go and read that. It's a pretty light read. It's pretty simple. I cruised through it when I read it, but I just remember there's a story he talks about like this Indian boy that he met who was like essentially living in the slums, but he was so grateful and so happy. And it makes you really put things in perspective as to like, happiness and gratitude and how that's linked to your mental health and your quality of life versus like your immediate surroundings. So that's all I want to say on that. Let's go to the next one. The next one I have is another um, tool that you could use or a resource that you could use called the Write It Out Gratitude Journal by Steph Pace. Steph Pace Planners is her business. She has a bunch of different journals and like planners. She has other things like stationery, etc. But the gratitude journal is amazing. I have one of my clients. I know that she bought it and she loves it as well. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. Essentially, it is um, a bunch of prompts. I wonder if I have it in my desk here. Yeah, I have it. I have it here. Okay, so let's go through this. If we open it up, it has. It's like a morning journal prompt to kind of like set yourself up for the day. But there's no dates on it, so you could literally do it any day of the week. They're all blank. Um, the each, each day is a little bit different. So, so this one starts with like, today I'm grateful for, today my focus is, I'm already enough because, today I will achieve, how will these contribute to reaching my goals, three things that describe my intentions for today. And then there's another one that's like, today I'll be kinder to myself by, today I want to feel, what areas of my life have been have I been neglecting and how can I focus more on them? What boundaries can I set in place today to protect my well-being? 
What have I already conquered that proves I'm capable of anything? So you can hear like this is again a bit of a reflection, uh, introspective kind of journaling prompt. But I think these are really great because like I said, it sets you up for a really good day, especially identifying like how do you want to feel today? What's your intentions? What do you want to achieve today? Um, and just putting you in a really good headspace to start your day. So uh, the Write It Out Gratitude Journal by Steph Place Planners is a really, a really good one. I'll link that in this show notes. The last one I want to mention in regards to journaling anyway, <clears throat> is if you are somebody that is able to work with a psychologist or a counselor who can provide you with some strategies or approaches, then I would highly recommend that. So my psychologist has given me multiple activities that I can do whenever I'm feeling or thinking a certain way, or if I'm stuck with certain situations. I'm thinking of one in particular that she's given me called the compassion thought diary. So if you're someone that really struggles with like self-compassion and being nice to yourself, this is a really good activity to, um, Take those thoughts that you're thinking, shine a light on them, kind of digest them, work through them, call them out if they're absolute bullshit, like if you're just berating yourself unnecessarily, all of that sort of stuff. So um, there's a few others she's given me, but the, I'm sure if you Googled the compassion thought, the compassionate thought diary, I think it's called, you'll be able to get those prompts as well. But going back to what I was actually saying is like working with psychologists or counselors who actually can understand maybe the way that you think, maybe the things that you need to specifically work on, then that's going to get you further along. Like I'm saying, all these things that I've spoken about so far are things that have worked for me or like examples that I've been able to go through myself. So I've taken the time to like identify what works. I know that the brain dump one doesn't work for me. So that's not necessarily something I would do, but the write it out gratitude journal and the, the journaling prompts the card decks that i spoke about at the start they're the things that work for me so it's about finding something that works for you remember it's not about being perfect or having a specific way about about doing it it's more about the clarity the reflection and the understanding that it brings so the most important thing is that you actually benefit from it regardless of how you think it's meant to look or how other people have said that you meant you're meant to do it even if all the things that i'm saying don't really stick for you but one of them you're like actually that's really going to work for me then do that one the most important thing is that you're benefiting from it. That's the whole point of it. If you did it a certain way that someone told you, even though you might think, oh, that's the right way because this person has said it and it doesn't benefit you in any way, you don't enjoy it and you can't get into a flow and then you're not consistent with it and you fall off the wagon and then you're stuck with this idea of journaling is too hard, it's too hard, I can't do it, then it defeats the purpose, okay? So the important thing is that you get the outcome that you're chasing and the feeling and the benefits from journaling, regardless of how you think it's meant to look. Let's go into meditation. This is probably what I'm not so great at. I need to potentially put more of this in. There is one specific part of my day that I will do it if I choose to do it. Um, and there's one part of my day that I would like to incorporate in some meditation. So I'll get to that in a second. Starting off with meditation again, it's like start small, start small. I don't care if it's 30 seconds. I don't care if it's, you know, as soon as you wake up in the morning, you lie in bed for 30 seconds and just really take a minute for yourself. It could be 30 seconds. It could be a minute. It could be three minutes. Whatever you can do is really great. Even if it's just lying there before you get out of bed and taking five big deep breaths and trying to clear your mind. I know a lot of us, when we wake up, we have those racing thoughts. We have anxiety about what the day is going to bring. We're already stressed before our feet have hit the ground. So taking five big deep breaths could be super beneficial on its own. But the act of setting some time aside repeatedly is what will get you going. Okay. So again, starting small. And the second thing I want to say is set a time limit. So you know how long you're going in for. If you go in with this idea of I'm going to sit down and meditate 
and you're just sitting there like trying to meditate and thinking, uh, okay, I'm just going to get up. I'm done. Like this isn't working for me. Then it's going to be really hard, right? Think about it as when you're embarking on a calorie deficit. If you're on a deficit and you're trying to lose some body fat, we need to have an end time frame. Like, are we doing this 12 weeks? Are we doing 16 weeks? Like how long are we going to be in this for? Because if you go into a calorie deficit and you go into a diet and try and drop body fat, but you have no idea where the goalposts are or the end date, it's going to be so hard to commit to that and stick to it when you feel like you're doing it forever and you're literally thinking, when will this end? The same thing applies with meditating. When will this end? It's, well, when you've set your timer for it. And if you ask somebody that needs to start small, remember, three minutes is fine. Set a timer so you know how long you're in for and promise yourself you can do whatever you want, whatever pressing office work, whatever house cleaning you need to do after that time. You, you can do it after, after you're done. These three minutes that you've set your timer for is for you to meditate and nothing else. You can do, you can send that email. You can go and do the dishes. You can go and put your load of washing on after you're done. Just put that to the back of your mind because spoiler alert, all those things will still be there when you're done. So setting a time limit, it can be super beneficial because you know what you're getting in for, you know what you're committing to, and you can just try and narrow your focus for that very short period of time. The third one I want to use is guided meditation. So this is one that I've found really beneficial. There's loads of them out there. One in particular I use is like a sleep talk down. So if I find my mind's racing at the end of the night, it will literally be like a 10 minute one and it will knock me out because the sound of someone's voice can be incredibly soothing and it helps me to focus on something when I'm meditating. When we come, when it comes to meditating, it's like, the whole idea of focusing on nothing. So meditation is about clearing your mind. And when it comes to meditating and clearing on our mind, it's like what we struggle with the most is trying to focus on nothing, like trying to let the thoughts come and go and not really think about something and getting caught up on whatever it is that we're thinking of. We need to let those thoughts come and go. So if I have a guided meditation, it's a little bit easier for me to focus on something because I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm doing those things. And the sleep talk down ones are really good because they're generally very calming, very soothing, and they put you to sleep. That's the whole point of them. If you have Spotify, you can set a timer on it. So it's like it'll cut out after a certain period of time. It's not going to just keep playing different things. Um, So sleep talk downs are a really important one that I like to use. There's loads on YouTube, loads on Spotify. Just type in like sleep talk down or guided meditation, sleep talk down 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. The other guided meditation I want to start incorporating is at the middle of my day. So at the moment, it's like I come home from PTs in the morning. I have my lunch or make a coffee, whatever it is I want to do. And then when I go to sit down at my desk to do my second half of my day or my online stuff, I really want to incorporate something there to bring my focus and my attention to what I'm about to do. I really want to get clear and set some intentions before I sit down at my computer. So for me, I have done this a couple of times and I found it really beneficial, especially if there was something that I felt like, overwhelmed or anxious about sitting down to do if it was a big thing like to be fair I probably could have done it before I recorded this podcast because I could tell that I'd put it off for like two hours and I was really antsy and I kept trying to like record the intro and then I would get up and walk away and then I would delete it and do something else like that was probably going to be a perfect time for me to incorporate this in hindsight right so I could listen to something that is something that is going to calm me down. It's going to bring my attention and my focus. It's going to slow my breathing and just lessen the stress and the anxiety and the tension that I was feeling. So maybe that's something that you could do at a certain point in your day. Is it like you're in the office at work and you've had your lunch break and you need to 
kind of like just relax and zen for that half an hour rather than sitting on your lunch break, like scrolling mindlessly on your phone or being stressed about the meeting you've got afterwards or any of those sorts of things. Just take that literal five minutes for yourself, quiet your mind and listen to a guided meditation. Uh, like I said, guided meditations are super simple. There's ones that are body scans as well. So I'm going to add this as another point, another point that you could do is a body scan, which can be a great way to shift your focus to the way that you feel and the way that your body is in that moment, especially if you are stressed, especially if you're holding a lot of tension. A body scan essentially is slowly focusing on every single part of your body from top to toe. And you breathe into those areas and release the tension. So say you're lying there, it'll be like, you know, are you scrunching your forehead? Are you furrowing your brow? Are you clenching your jaw? All these sorts of things. Obviously, it's not that quick, but it like goes through and spends like maybe 20 to 30 seconds on each body part to relax. And it's like unclench your jaw, let your jaw hang, remove your tongue from the roof of your mouth, like soften your tongue, relax your shoulders down, etc. And it'll literally go through the whole way. I reckon if I listened to one of those, I'd probably fall asleep halfway through. Um, but they're also a great one because, it's, again, it's, it's giving you something to focus on without actually having to um, – be thinking about the thoughts that are racing in and out of your mind. You're not getting distracted by them because you're thinking about each body part and you're paying particular attention. It's a really great way to bring some, what's the word? Bring you back to the present. Bring you some, oh, I've had a mental blank. What is that word? Mindfulness. Yeah, it's a mindfulness strategy. It helps you bring you back to the present moment. You can be mindful and aware of what's going on rather than letting your brain race around. And like I said, it's going to really show you where you're releasing or releasing tension from too because if you've got a, a clenched jaw then you're obviously you know maybe stressed or anxious about something i literally just rolled my shoulders and my neck when i said that because i realized i was probably sitting a little bit crunched up so even if you can only manage two minutes of meditation every day that's two minutes of time that you absolutely deserve to have to yourself same as your journaling. Maybe that's like five or 10 minutes at the end of the day, the middle of the day, the start of your day, whenever you can fit it in, that's time that you need to allow yourself. And like I said, I know it can be a little bit tricky to get started if you don't know exactly what you're doing or you're holding on to this unrealistic standard of what you think meditation and journaling should be. I think that's the hardest part. We think that we suck at journaling or we don't know how to, or we can't be consistent. Is it because you expect it to be a certain way that it isn't? What if I told you that what you do is exactly right? What if you do, however good or bad you think it might be, is exactly right? The act of it in itself is correct. The act of sitting down and writing anything is journaling. The act of sitting down, clearing your mind and meditating is meditation. So if you feel like it has to be a certain way, I want you to think about that and release that thought. Okay. Hopefully this has been a little bit more helpful in starting your journaling and meditation journey or even finding that um, you can start to become a little bit more consistent with it. When we talk about being consistent, it's like build it into your routine like you would anything else. I've spoken about habit stacking before. If you want to talk to me about habit stacking, then slide into my DMs on Instagram and I can send you a little voice note explaining it a little bit better. But essentially it's like put it in a piece of your day where you're already doing something else. So maybe like I said, for you taking your lunch break at work, every time you have your lunch break, you do a meditation or every time you brush your teeth at the end of the night, you get your journal out. So you put it with something that you do every single day anyway, to make it a really easy thing that you can just slot in without having to like go out of your way to remember to do it. Because if it's a new thing in isolation, it can be a lot more challenging than attaching it to something that you're already doing without realizing on, on autopilot, right? 
Alternatively, put a reminder in your calendar, put a reminder in your phone. Maybe it's at the same time every day. It says, hey, go and journal. Hey, go and meditate. That can be another way to incorporate it into your life. I think I've done a podcast, something around consistency um, before, and I've spoken about like incorporating habits. So scroll back. It's been a while, maybe like 20 episodes ago. And I talk specifically about how to be the queen, the queen of consistency. I think that's what it's called. But that is it for me. Hopefully you guys have found this super helpful. If you have, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me in it, or share it to a girlfriend that you know will absolutely love this. Otherwise, that is it for me. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And until next week, have an amazing week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.